Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge, now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Welcome to another edition of Sound of Spurs podcast. This is episode number 18, and we're very pleased to be joined by Paul Griffin, former Spur. We'll talk about Paul in just a moment. We do want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at SWBC. The native of Shelby, Michigan, the pride of Shelby, Michigan. Paul Griffin, of course, one of the Bruise brothers, and we got lots to gra- ground to cover. First of all, great to see you. Uh, you stayed in San Antonio, didn't you? Oh, yes. Been here ever since I uh, played. Moved here in 79, joined the Spurs, and I've been here ever since. Uh, you know, when you're from Michigan, you know, it's hard to beat San Antonio. Especially like in March or February, right? Yeah, you don't have to shovel sunshine. <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. So many of the former Spurs have stayed here, regardless of where you're originally from. We mentioned the fact that you were from Michigan. Why do you think that is, Paul? Oh, it's a great town. I mean, the fans are fantastic. Very friendly town. I mean, it's grown a lot since uh, I moved here in 1979, but it's just a great atmosphere. I mean, business-wise, I've had a great business career here, and, uh, you know, just there's no reason. I I have a home up north. I have a home uh, still back up in Michigan, on on Lake Michigan, but San Antonio, it's uh, hard to beat uh, year-round. But that home on Lake Michigan is for the summer, I would think. Yes, from about uh, May to October. There you go. It's a, it's a nice little luxury to have. Uh, also, the fact you're a former player gives you a certain amount of celebrity in town. And uh, does that make it a little easier to do business because people know that you played for the Spurs? Oh, sure, sure. It got me uh, in a lot of doors when I first got in the title business in uh, 1984. Wow. And uh, it's helped me. And, you know, it's it gets you so far. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, I've... It helps, and there's no question about it. Uh, plus, my height. Every, you know, when you're when you're six nine, you know, people kind of remember you too. Yeah. I, I was five nine; they probably wouldn't know who I was. You know, walking through a crowd. <laughs> and unfortunately, you always get that question, right? Did you play basketball? Yeah, I think I played a time or two, right? Oh, sure. Get that, get that all the time. Or how tall are you? Right. Let's start your journey at the beginning. Shelby, Michigan, a small town, uh, right off Lake Michigan, right? Yes, yes, right on, right off Lake Michigan, small town, about uh, fifteen hundred people. I mean, one block of Main Street, wow. and uh, you know it's very, very small town. Uh, great little town, though. 
You were born on January 1st. You're a January 1st baby, 1954. Is that right? January 20th. Oh, 20th. Okay. Well, the the Wikipedia page was wrong, Paul. I'm sorry. So they waited 19 more days to have you, uh, but early 1954 is when you were born. Yes, 1954, January 20th. What was it like to grow up in a small town in Michigan in the 50s and 60s? Oh, it was great. I mean, we didn't even have locks on the doors. Mm -hmm. I mean, growing up all through since I uh, left, I mean, uh, after college, still didn't have locks on the doors. And uh, that was 1976. But it was a great little town. You couldn't get in a whole lot of missions. Everybody, everybody knew about it. But, it. but then again, everybody knew everybody, and everybody's willing to help you know, if somebody needed help. So, but it was, uh, it was a great little basketball town. Right. Did you play all sports or just concentrate on basketball from an early age? Well, I played football until I broke my arm, mm-hmm. and then I said, uh, no, I think I'll concentrate on basketball. But I, but I also ran track. Uh, okay. I was on a mile relay championship team. Um, Pretty good. Ran a half mile and a, and a quarter mile, and, uh, but, uh, yeah, just, just basketball and, uh, and track. But that must have been great for your conditioning uh, for basketball. Oh, yeah. Well, shoot. Uh, well, it was after basketball. It was in the spring, so right. basketball was over with, but... Yeah, I had, to, I had to run the half mile, and then about uh, 20 minutes later, I had to run the quarter mile. So it was, uh, I, was uh, I was about 45 pounds lighter than I am now. But, uh, yeah, once I got these legs going, I, I could move. <laughs> I bet. Well, now your basketball team uh, starts to get some attention because uh, Little Shelby High School won back-to-back state championships. Is that right? Yes, yeah, my junior and senior year. Wow. We were undefeated my junior year and uh, lost three games my senior year, but still won the championship. Now, what's the state tournament like in Michigan, or back then, what was it like? Well, it's um, class A, B, C, D. You know, we were C. And we were, our high school was about 500 uh, kids. But, you know, it's, it was, we had to win six games, six, six or seven games to uh, win a championship. So I had to go through districts and the regionals and the quarterfinals, semifinals. And uh, very competitive, though. I mean, Michigan's a good basketball state. Oh, sure. A lot of great players have come from Michigan, no question about it. We've had a few on this podcast uh, from Detroit. I think you know number 44, right? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Yeah, Ice, uh, you know, he's about as well-known as anybody. Yeah. Him, him and Magic came out of Michigan uh, playing basketball. Uh, no question about that. We had Kevin Willis on, too, as a matter of fact, who was the Detroit guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The marathon man. What did he play, 20 seasons or something uh, like he, that? Longer than that. He played till he was 44 years old. <laughs> that, that, that amazes me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and still looks like he could play, Paul. I'm telling you, he's he still looks like he could play. He's 60 years old and still cut and ready to go. As you know, this game is really tough on your legs. And to play that long, you have that many miles on it, mm-hmm. still still be able to play and be effective and get up and down the court like you're supposed to, it's uh, an amazing specimen. I would imagine that since you're the all-time uh, leading rebounder at your high school and at Western Michigan, uh, you must have gotten a lot of attention uh, from colleges, or did they not knock on your door as much? You ended up at Western Michigan. Did you have a lot of offers out of high school? Oh, sure. A couple hundred. I, I uh, turned down Michigan, Michigan State, and Indiana. Wow. Bobby Knight was uh, in my living room, uh, him and uh, his assistant coach, which was Dave Bliss at the time. But, um, yeah, I, got, I had a couple hundred offers, but I wanted, kind of wanted to stay in the state. Mm-hmm. For my parents, they, you know, they, they love coming to the game, so I wanted to stay close and, and uh, end up um, you know, falling in love with Eldon Miller, who was the uh, coach at uh, Western, end up going to – Ohio State for 10 years and Northern Iowa for 13. But I fell in love with him. It was a two-hour drive, and uh, it was easy for them to come see me play. I remember Eldon Miller in Northern Iowa. He had some really good teams there. Oh, he had some very good teams. He, uh, he, uh, they weren't uh, real successful before he got there. I mean, they were, they were good, but he, uh, he uh, kind of 
raise it up a level. And uh, still play uh, golf with him in the summertime. <laughs> Your career at Western Michigan was pretty good. Uh, you had some pretty good teams there. Made the NCAA tournament, right? Yeah, my senior year, we ended up 25-3 and three and uh, lost to Marquette in the Mid-East Regionals. And Who did Marquette have back then? They had some big names. All of them. Um, um, you know, Bo Ellis. Bo Ellis and Jim Jerome, Jones, maybe? No. Whitehead. Jerome Whitehead. Jerome. Uh, Lee. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had like... But Butch I, Lee, yeah. They had like oh, four guys going to pros. We uh, we lost to them. Uh, we were in nip and tuck the whole game, but mm-hmm. uh, ended up losing to them by five. Uh, we ended up in... Uh, final... Uh, Final uh, ratings, we were 10th in the nation. That's pretty good for Western Michigan, isn't it? Well, that's the, the best any uh, Mid-American conference has ever done, uh, uh, any Mid-American team ever did, end up 10th in the nation. That's pretty good stuff. So now the draft comes, and of course back then they had multiple rounds, and uh, you get selected on the fifth round by the New Orleans Jazz. Yes, yes. I didn't know anything about New Orleans. Uh, we did go watch and play after we lost because the Mid-East Regionals were in Baton Rouge. And we went down and watched them play the next day because we weren't, didn't go back up to back to Michigan until uh, the following day. And we did go down to the Superdome and watch them play and end up playing with uh, Jim McElroy, who was, uh, went to Central Michigan, and uh, they were our arch rivals. So ended up playing with him for three years. But, yeah, we played Pistol Pete uh, for three years. And uh, he, he won the scoring championship my, my uh, rookie year. I don't want to hit the fast-forward button, but you got a chance to play with Pistol Pete and the Iceman. That's pretty cool. Well, yeah, Iceman won the scoring championship uh, my, uh, my first year here as well. But uh, I, I kid my, uh, my kids when they were young. I said, yeah, uh, Pistol Pete and I scored 70 points one night. And they were all impressed. They said, oh, really, Dad? 70 points? How many did you have? And I said, two. <laughs> he had 68 against the Knicks. Uh, I used to watch Pete as a kid at LSU, and it was, without the three-point line, it was just absolutely amazing. So um, give me a real quick Maravich story, because he used to do some things that uh, people just didn't see every day. Uh, and the, the way he handled the ball, the way he shot the ball, what was the most amazing thing that you saw him do? Well, it was ball handling. I mean, there's a lot of shooters. But he could he he did uh, anything with a ball. I mean, if you if you weren't watching, he'd hit you in the face with it because he you think he's passing one way, he's passing passing it the other way. And and uh, but you know he just he was just you know he he could score in many different ways, kind of like ice. Mm-hmm. And had very several ways to score. But you know when he got hot like that, it was uh, it was amazing. Sixty eight points without a three point stripe. That's a that's a. That's- that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of shooting, you know. But uh, you know that's what he was there for. At, L- at LSU, I think he averaged forty four points a game for three years without the three point line. So you can imagine what it would have been like that. Uh, you go to San Antonio. Your teammates include the Iceman, Special K, the Big Whopper. I mean, you come into a, a, a locker room not of only good players but characters. Well, that's one of the better things that I uh, about getting traded here. Actually, that was compensation for Alan Bristow back then. When you when a free agent signed your team, you had to compensate that team with a like player. And uh, Bristow signed a free agent with the Jazz, and, and I uh, and and the and the Spurs wanted me. The Jazz Jazz didn't want to give me up, but they had no choice. Mm. But the uh, Spurs got me, and uh, yeah, I came to a playoff team, and you know, great guys: Mark Oberding, Billy Pauls, Mike Gale, James Silas, Larry <laughs> Keenan, Gervin. I mean, it was uh, you know they. They were one of the better teams in Western in the conference. Some of those jerseys are hanging up in the rafters here at the AT&T Center, by the way. You realize that, right? <laughs> three of them. Three of them. Yeah. Johnny and uh, Silas and, and Gervin. Mm-hmm. They all deserve it. 
What was your role on that team? Just to kind of be the, the, the bang guy inside, get some rebounds, do the dirty work? Yeah, just a role player, you know, set screens for ice, uh, rebound, play defense, you know, um, you know, basically all you know, all the dirty work that a lot of guys uh, didn't really like to do. But I knew what my role was, and uh, I was told many times that uh, by coaches around the league that, that you can play as long as you stay healthy, yeah. as long as you uh, keep doing what you do. And uh, you know, unfortunately, I, I hurt my knee and had to I had to bow out after seven years. But you got seven years in, and uh, you you were a valuable player because of that dirty work. I can't let uh, the interview end without talking about the Bruce Brothers because that's how you're known, and that's one of the great posters of all time. That in fact, two of the iconic posters I think in NBA history: uh, Ice Man uh, on the block of ice and the Bruce Brothers. Uh, take us through the embryonic stages, the early stages of when you guys knew you were going to be posing for this poster. Well, it was, it was interesting. Uh, Kevin O'Keefe was a sports writer here, and uh, you know he we we became real good friends with those guys. They traveled with us all the time, and and it was we played a uh, I can't remember what who it was against, but it was a fairly physical game, and I think we came up on top on the physicality part of it. <laughs> and uh, he came into the locker room and uh, and uh, you know commented on the, how, the, how the game was played. And, and the next uh, day in the paper, he comes out with the Bruce Brothers. <laughs> and, then, you know, basically it was all Kevin O'Keefe. We really didn't know about it until we, till we saw it in the, uh, in the papers. And then they, then they just you know, ran with it and uh, ended up doing a poster or two, and, uh, and the rest was history. Where did you guys pose for that poster? Right down by, um, you know where Aldaco's is, down right. in uh, St. Paul Square? There? Right. There's a little building out parcel right there that uh, that we, uh, you know, it was just the back of that building with a little staircase coming down, with a little fire fire escape coming down the side of it. And you guys got your uniforms on, and did you have any idea that it was going to catch on that way, or that people all these years later would still be talking about that poster? Uh, you know, I, yeah, we didn't think so at the time, but, you know, the, the fans really appreciated, you know, they they liked the physical play that uh, Mark Overding, Dave Corzine, Kevin Erstani, myself, George Johnson, Reggie Johnson, we, we played physical, and, and they got, uh, you know, there's a football mentality in this town, and they, uh, they enjoyed the, uh, the uh, rough and tumble play. You could, get a lot, you could get away with a lot more back then. How quick would you guys foul out now? Let's be honest, because uh, you guys were, yeah, and that was the 80s, of course. Uh, it was physical play. Oh, sure, sure. Fouled out of many games. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I usually came in for Oberding. Oberding started, and, uh, and you know, he'd, he'd either, either get tired or, or get a few fouls, and I'd come in, and we'd go back and forth. And I played some backup center, too, which was uh, I was, I was uh, fairly small for 6'9", yeah. 215, 220, uh, playing backup center in the NBA against uh, Jabbar and Bob Lanier and um, Moses Malone and the like. It was uh, – <laughs> But uh, I, I somewhat helped my own. I didn't have to play a whole lot of minutes at Backup Center, but I played uh, my fair share. Meet Self. We're the app that helps you build credit and build savings so you can build the life you've been dreaming about. With Self, you can build positive payment history, build your credit score, and get your savings back in the end, minus interest and fees. No credit score necessary to get started. Build stability, build swagger, build your financial freedom. You've got goals. We've got your back while you build your future. Build credit, build savings, build dreams. Download the Self app today. Credit builder accounts made by Lead Bank, South State, and Sunrise Banks NA. Members FDIC and equal housing lenders. Results vary. Details at Self Inc. We ask everybody that comes on the show, Paul, about uh, the legacy of the Spurs. And you, of course, had a chance to, uh, to play for the Spurs during a real cool period of time there. Uh, but uh, when someone asked you, uh, 
the 50-year legacy of the Spurs, and of course it all started back in the ABA. What would your response be? Well, it's a it's a it's an unbelievable legacy that uh, they they've uh, especially the you know from the David Robinson era on. Uh, I mean, with the five championships and uh, you know it's it, it's it was the only game in town and uh, you know. Back uh, back when uh, I was playing, I think they were, we only televised 14 away games, and all the home games, none of them were televised. So if you wanted to see the game, you had to be in the arena. And it was a big social event. I mean, you, say, you saw a lot of the same people in the same seats every night, and you got to know them. I mean, you know, I, that's, that, was, uh, that was the interesting part of it, because now there's a lot of corporate uh, mm-hmm. stuff going on, and you don't know who's in going to be in the seats from one one game to the next but the legacy uh with the championships and the in the you know just the just the first class the way that the spurs have always do things it's uh it's uh you know you know a lot of a lot of franchises have tried to uh, emulate it but a uh, few have paul it's always good to see you around the arena and uh around town thank you so much for taking the time and joining us and being part of our podcast today oh, my pleasure okay. good to see you Bill. thank you paul griffin one of the original bruise brothers from way back in the day that's today's episode of sound of spurs podcast presented by swbc i'm bill shoning so long everybody infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview, Great Falls, offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity.